and thanks for tuning in to another Getting Through the Week episode. And if you're new here, welcome. I'm glad that you decided to stop by and check it out. I hope you find value in this. Do you know people in your world who seem to habitually complain? And do you wonder how they don't see that their complaining is negatively impacting their lives? Oh man, we're going to go there today. But before we do, please let me introduce myself. Hi there, my name is Dr. Kelly Ray and I'm a mindset coach counselor, notably known as the inner critic tamer. And I am beyond passionate when it comes to helping others just like you and me who have gone through some things that we don't blast out on social media, but we know that we want to do better. We want to be better because it not only impacts us, but it impacts our kids and those around us. And I am obsessed with teaching others how to tame that inner critic, that inner childhood conditioning, or that stuff that tripped you up and kept you stuck along your way and teach you how to heal from it so that you can live the vibrant life that yes, you, you were designed to live. And during this episode, we're going to be talking about complaining Why do we do it? And more importantly, how do we stop it? Look, we all know those people, right? It seems like every time you talk with them, they're grumbling about something. And if you bring it to their attention, they'll say things like, no, I'm not, or I'm just sharing the truth. Or I love when they say, I'm not a pessimist. I'm a realist or something along those lines. Look, this is what I know is Complaining is kind of a way that we connect with other people. It's not something that we consciously think of, but we do. It's like we have, you know, when you, let's say at the workplace and somebody messes up or the boss gets on your nerves and you find another employee that, you know, agrees with, yeah, they messed up, they were wrong. So now there's this collaboration that happens. There's this connection, this synergy between people and, you know, it it grows into something unless we decide, hey, You know, that was kind of just a one-time thing. I actually just didn't mean to turn this into a, hey, I'm going to build my life around complaining. Nobody really, truly wants to build their life around complaining. But it is something that can become very habitual and become second nature without you even thinking about it. And complaining in itself, as long as there's a resolution or a solution posed with it, is not bad. But complaining with no possible solution or theory of how we could change things just becomes whining. And quite honestly, nobody likes a whiner, right? How many of you are like, man, I can't wait to meet another whiner. They're my people. They're my jam. Nobody. We can't stand to be around those people. And yet sometimes we are the whiners and we don't even know it. So I thought that's why we should talk about this this week, especially again, here we are still in January, the new year. And around this time of the third week, fourth week of the month is when people start kind of starting to fumble a little bit on their new year goals, resolutions, whatever you want to call them. But maybe you made it a point that you were going to start getting more physical activity. You were going to make some better food choices. You were going to make some better buying purchases. You were going to do some more saving, all of those things. And you have great intentions and you have even your smart goals all mapped out and everything. But around the week three or four, that's when things really, that's when the rubber starts hitting the road and you might have some slip ups or you might have some fallbacks. 
and then then complaining can happen. And so I just felt like it was rel- relative that we talk about that today and just become more mindfully aware of our thoughts, our actions, our words, and how importantly they impact the quality of our life. It's well understood that complaining never accomplishes anything positive. But did you know that complaining can have some real negative effects on your brain as well? Complaining can actually rewire your brain over time and set you up for failure time and time again without you even knowing it. Research has shown that on average, people complain about once a minute during a typical conversation. I mean, just sit and pause on that reflection alone. Complain about once a minute during a typical conversation. I know that I'm certainly guilty about this. You know, if I wake up hangry or, you know, I stub my toe, I'm probably more apt to then suddenly spill coffee on myself and say, yeah, that's the way the day is going to be. It's just going to be crap. Rather than slow your roll and be like, is it going to be crap or do I get to decide whether it's going to be like crap? And that's a mindset thing, right? As with any task that we instruct our minds to repeat over and over again, it doesn't take long for your brain to pick up the pattern and develop neural pathways specifically dedicated to complaining. Just like a a musician will develop neural pathways dedicated to the specific movements and thoughts associated with playing their instrument, people who frequently complain will do the same for the act of complaining. After all, efficiency is a primary objective for the human brain, and it is built to make frequently repeated tasks easier to repeat again in the future. In most cases, this characteristic of the brain is beneficial, but when it comes to complaining and negative thoughts, it can be a real problem. Frequently complaining actually rewires your brain in a way that makes it even easier and more natural to complain. Of course, this is typically followed by even more complaining, which in turn only strengthens those neural pathways, making it hard to clear negative energy. Truly, it's a vicious cycle and one that can quickly get out of hand, leaving you with a negative outlook on life that can be very difficult to shake, could lead to unnecessary stress, overthinking, anxiety, depression, loneliness, all of those things. Of course, negativity is the enemy of happiness and success, meaning that these are neural pathways that you definitely don't want your brain to be building. It also affects your overall vibration, your health, your wellness, your wealth. If you're putting out negative thoughts in the world you'll continue to attract more and more negativity. Unfortunately, this isn't the only ill effect that can complaining have. When you complain, your body releases the stress hormone cortisol. This hormone is beneficial for situations where you actually need to go into flight or fight mode. 
but it's not something that you want released into your body on a regular basis. Look, we're not always in a situation of flight or fight unless we've programmed our neural pathways to say everything is a flight or fight situation. Cortisol can cause high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, obesity, heart disease, and can even increase your chances of having a stroke. That doesn't sound very fun to me. It's safe to say that complaining is certainly something that does far more harm than good. If you find yourself frequently complaining, and the only way that you're going to know if you're complaining or not is when you tune in and pay attention to what you're saying. Our words matter. It can be difficult. It can be a difficult habit to break to some degree. Most of us already have neural pathways for complaining in place, and those pathways won't go away on their own. The good news is that there are things you can do to retrain your brain for positivity. You can create new neural pathways. Science has figured this out. And that is so doggone exciting to me to know that we can create new neural pathways that we're not stuck by our old habits, our old behaviors, our old patterns, our old ways of doing things, that we do have the ability to shift and change. And it starts with your brain. So I'm going to give you three steps you can take towards developing a much more positive mindset. Number one, realize that complaints are harmful. Complaints don't have to be verbalized in order to be harmful. While keeping yourself from complaining out loud may be a good start, it's important to understand that the negative thoughts you keep to yourself can be just as damaging to your brain as those that you speak out loud. To really fix the problem, you'll need to get to the root of the issue, your mindset. Our mindset is built up of our beliefs, our habits, our patterns, and ways of being, and They are all capable of being tweaked, fixed, modified, improved. A great place to begin developing a more positive mindset is to adopt an attitude of gratitude. If you've been a follower of my podcast for any length of time, then you know that I talk about gratitude quite often. I use it a lot with my clients in my private practice. And it seems like it might be redundant, but it's so easy to get off track. It could be so easy for life to kind of bump us into old ways of being and thinking that the quickest way to start making shifts is to start going back to those gratitude journals or starting one for the first time if you've not done it, which is every morning you get up and you write five things you're grateful for. At the end of the night, your day, you write five new things that you're grateful for. Make that become a habit and all of a sudden the world starts to look a little different over time. Thankfulness is the direct opposite of complaining. And it's much easier to avoid complaining when you're generally thankful for all of life's blessings. No matter who you are or where you find yourself, I want you to know there are plenty of things to be grateful for. Those things can be as simple as the fresh air that you're breathing and the heartbeat in your chest. Anytime you feel yourself starting to dwell on a negative thought or complaint, pause 
and look around for the things to be thankful for. Pick them out, reflect on them, and inwardly express your gratitude for them. If you do this, you'll find that the negative thoughts dissolve away. This isn't a one-time deal either, folks. This isn't a one-and-done. This is something that should be done daily. It should be done regularly. Look, we're not trying to put band-aids on our neural pathways. We're trying to create new ones that positively impact our lives to allow us to live vibrantly. Number two, surround yourself with positive people. Human beings tend to mimic the thoughts and expressions of the people around them. You've heard the expression about it matters who you surround yourself. The five people you surround yourself with regularly tend to be the people you become. You may have noticed before that if one person in a social group begins complaining, it won't be long before everyone in the group is airing their own complaints. The same is true for positive thoughts as well. If you surround yourself with positive people, it will encourage you to exhibit a more positive attitude both when you are around them and when you are on your own. Think about what it feels like to be in a happy, joyful environment. Think what it's like to be around people who are excited about their lives, who are excited about the things that they're doing. It's a whole different feeling to be around And it can be very infectious, just as it can be as infectious to be around, you know, those Eeyores that we all know in our life. Oh, I'm so happy. Come on already. Get over yourself. Number three, set reminders with exercises. There's an exercise to stop complaining that I have found to be very effective. All you have to do is set aside a jar and put $2 in the jar every time you complain about something. The money you put into that jar is to remind you that complaining has a cost. Make sure to enroll all the people and at work to catch you when you're complaining and remind you to put the two bucks in the jar. At the end of each month, contribute the money accumulated in the jar to a charity you'd like to support. It forces you to consciously realize what you are doing and what you are saying, which makes it easier to correct your mindset. One more thing about complaining. People only complain about things that they can change. Think about that. It's usually the things that we can change that, oh, I don't necessarily want to do that, or that makes me feel uncomfortable. Those are way different than absolutely this is an unchangeable event. Like, I can't change the way I, you know, my heart's beating right now. It's beating. I'm breathing. It's automatic. But I can control whether I am holding my breath or not, right? So for an example, you've never heard anyone complain about gravity because we can't change it. What do you hear people complain about is their job, their relationships, their friends, their weight, their clutter, their boredom, their money, their debt. 
maybe their kids, their spouse, whatever, all those are changeable. You can find a better job and make new friends. You can move to a new town. You can change your diet and exercise program and lose weight. It may not happen overnight, but you can. You can ask for what you want. You can say no more often. Most people find it easier to complain than to take uncomfortable action that will produce what they really want. However, when you find yourself complaining, ask yourself, what would I rather have or be experiencing? And how could I create that? And then go out and do it already. As we wrap up this week's episode, I want to share just a little bit about something called Reticular Activity System, if you haven't heard about it. It's also known as RAS. Now this has I'm going to share about this because it does pertain to complaining. And I know... And I know you. that's the first thing you're thinking is, well, what the heck does that have to do? Are we just doing a whole different kind of episode here? No, this, this ties into this subject of complaining. Reticular activity system is a bundle of nerves in your brain stem. Its purpose is to look for information that validates your beliefs. And it uses this to filter the information coming into your brain from around the world. For example, let's say you were going to go buy a car and you picked out this cool purple SUV with fancy rims. And you're so excited because you know it's a one of a kind. But after you buy it and are cruising around down the road, suddenly you see other SUVs with fancy rims and similar color to yours. It's because that's what your brain is now focusing on looking for. You're not even consciously meaning to, purposely looking to see if there's other cars like yours. You're just seeing them seemingly out of nowhere. Like, no, I've never seen this car ever on the road, and now it's every other car on the road. What the heck? Were they just giving them away to everybody? No. That's because your brain has become programmed to look for that. This is important to understand because our brain does the same with everything, including complaining. It's unconsciously looking for things to find fault in or to complain about. This is why so many people aren't even aware that they are complaining. More importantly, this also explains the expression, birds of a feather flock together. Those who complain, find fault, get easily frustrated, tend to have those similar folks in their circle of friends. Just like those who are positive, optimistic, focused on growing, surrounding themselves with like-minded folks. Sometimes it can be challenging to look objectively at yourself to see if you're one who falls into the complaining category. And this is where gaining insight from others may be beneficial or talking to someone like myself who could help you identify these things. And more importantly, I can sure as hell help you shift those things. Another way to assess this would be to take a bird's eye view of your life. Is it as fulfilling as you'd like? Are you blissfully happy with your partner? 
Does your work feel like it's serving a purpose and a mission or is it just something you do to make money? Do you feel good inside your body? Think of how your conversations go with folks. Pay attention to where those conversations lead. Do they talk about how frustrating, stressful, and irritating work is? Do they go towards how challenging life is? How expensive everything is? Do they lead to topics like politics, those big topics that can't be solved necessarily? Hey, here's what I know. If you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Start paying mindful attention to your words and your actions and the people you surround yourself with because they will give you so much more information about your life and your beliefs, which in turn will allow you the opportunity to be able to shift and change those in a way that's serving you more vibrantly. If you have found this helpful or would like more topics like this or know someone who could use a little extra support along the way, I encourage you to reach out and schedule some time with me or share this with them so that that, if that's something of interest to them and they could use some help, they can reach out to me and not have to go through third party because, you know, this is a, a private matter, people's personal business. They don't necessarily like to air it out there. So, You could just be doing somebody a favor by sharing this podcast with them and then they can decide what they want to do. I'm also going to encourage you to follow this podcast because each week a new topic is dropped every Monday and you would get alerted of that. And lastly, let me give you some ways that you can either connect and or schedule time with me. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. It's Kelly Ray is K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. It's all one word. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B, B as in brown. I'm on TikTok at Dr. Kelly Ray. My website is drkellyray.com. And my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know I send you so much love.